Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too on demand. So it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Matt, I agree with you that AJ Klein is not like a 17 game starter. Oh, no, he's just going to plug in. However, I'll say this I do think that's the type of linebacker maybe the Bills should target to replace Tremaine. I think one of the things that's hurt the bills defense at times, you know, they've had these moments where they just can't stop the run over the last few years. We know that. And I think it's because they have two linebackers in Milano and Evans that are kind of really similar in skill set. They're sideline mm-hmm. to sideline. They're not downhill thumpers. I think they need a downhill thumper. The problem is if they go with Terrell Bernard, I don't think that's him, but I think they could look at Terrell Bernard. And like you said, AJ Klein is there. Well, AJ Klein to me has that skill set. He's just not, at the level where you're going to ask him to be the 17 game starter. So this is going to be a tricky one. Now, do you think, would you be interested in a short-term contract with Bobby Wagner? If he would be interested, like his market, money, absolutely. His market value on spot track right now is $9.3 million. Now, obviously, you know, a team is going to probably pay more than that to get somebody who's a name in this league. But if you're the bills, and you really wanted to bring back Tremaine Edmonds. I know this contradicts everything that I said about going out and getting a splash player for the offense, but if you can go out and get Bobby Wagner for $10 million, that's still $8 million less than you were going to have to spend for Tremaine Edmonds. And I don't think the drop-off there is super significant, at least not right now. Down the road, it will be because Tremaine Edmonds is still so young and Bobby Wagner is like 32 years old or something. But be 33 it, actually in June, yes. But you know what? Like you're in your window right now. See if he wants to sign a two-year deal or a two-year deal with a void year on the other end of it just to make the money more manageable. And then you still have that extra money that you can go out and spend on, you know, we'll talk about somebody like a Connor McGovern level player, because that's around what the, the difference would be. You could get Bobby Wagner at 10, $11 million and a Connor McGovern type player for what it would have cost to keep Tremaine Edmonds. And I think the bills are better if they're able to get two of those types of guys than just the one in Edmonds. Bobby Wagner is an eight-time Pro Bowler and six-time All-Pro. <laughs> I mean, this is a really, really good player. So, yes, would I be interested in that money? I would. I don't know if that's going to be the money, though. I mean, it looked like off-ball linebackers weren't going to make that much. Then suddenly Tremaine blows it up because getting the $18 million. So, yes, I would. But I do wonder. I, I think by taking Terrell Bernard in the third round last year, they'll look at that and go, look, this is why we spent this asset on him. Like he's going to get every chance to win the job. I, I feel like that might be, or at least, you know, a chance to compete for it. We'll see. We'll see where they go on it. All right, let's pivot though. And talk about the moves that they did make. Connor McGovern has been the biggest signing so far for the bills, or at least agreed to terms. They can't actually sign until um, Wednesday at 4 PM. By the way, I don't call it legal tampering. I hate that. I think it's an oxymoron. Those two yeah. things contradict each other. Yeah, no, it's just the, the negotiating period, the negotiating period. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
During the negotiating period, they have reportedly agreed to terms with Connor McGovern, not the one for the Jets, the one for the, the other Connor McGovern. Two Connor McGoverns that play O line in this league. This is the type of signing that I think the Bills have kind of really been signaling for the last few months that they were going to try and get a versatile interior offensive lineman who's a very good pass blocker. That's what he is. Yeah, Connor McGovern could probably play every single spot on the offensive line besides left tackle. So that's what you want. You want somebody with versatility. It protects you a little bit because Mitch Morris has had concussion problems. He's getting older. You don't know how long he's going to play if something happens to him. And you have Ryan Bates, who's also a very versatile player. So to me, what this says is, okay, you're going to have Deion Dawkins at left tackle, Connor McGovern at right, or excuse me, left guard, Mitch Morris at center, Ryan Bates at right guard, and then something else at right tackle, whether it's Spencer Brown or somebody that they go out and sign. But he, to me, slots in immediately as a starter. And yeah, they spent significant money, not crazy money, but significant money to have him. But it feels like that was a really weak point for the Bills offensive line last year with Roger Saffold. And that's why I think they were okay spending, you know, pretty good money and trying to make sure that that is not a position of weakness moving forward. So Connor McGovern reportedly joins the bills. I think that means that they're not going to bring back Roger Saffold, right? I mean, would anticipate that would be the case. Um, they do have Ryan Bates who played also at Penn state. So did Connor McGovern uh, at guard. He's also versatile. Ryan Bates can play every position, Matt. That's what's mm-hmm. funny. Like these, these guards that they, they have, they both actually even played tackle. I think Bates was more in the preseason. Govern played McGovern played in the regular season. The other thing about Connor McGovern is he actually played fullback a little bit with the Dallas Cowboys. Like that's how versatile this guy could be. I don't expect the Bills to suddenly roll out a playbook, including Connor McGovern in the backfield, but man, it's nice to have that versatility. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like it's smart for the bills to address this early. And I know that usually a lot of these guys who agree to terms right away, it's because this is the best deal that they're going to get. It's the most money that any teams are going to throw at them. But I feel like the bills took this as a position of need and said, okay, what do we need to address moving forward? And they were like, okay, we need to get better guard play. And that's why they see this as a step up from Saffold who they had last year and injuries always happen. Like the offensive line, it feels like there's always injuries there. So this does give them a little bit of insurance if there is an injury, because you have this piece where you can move up and down and Connor McGovern is still only 25 years old. So this is a player who was a day two draft pick who went into the league, made a really nice impact, played a lot of really meaningful snaps and is now cashing in on a payday. So good for the bills because he is still somebody who's younger. It's a little bit different than what they did with Roger Saffold last year. Last year, they went out and they got this guy who was a big name who was, you know, on the wrong side of his career, but thought maybe he could, you know, kind of catch lightning in a bottle. This time they're going with somebody who they think their best football is ahead of them. The Steelers have reached an agreement with I think I'm comfortable saying future hall of famer, Patrick Peterson, defensive back. That's a surprise. No one really had them on the radar. The Steelers signing Patrick Peterson. This guy came out in 2011. He's been in league 12 years, three time, all pro eight time pro bowler, Patrick Peterson going to the Steelers. The bills still have some work to do on their back end. We'll see, but they did make an announcement today. The bills have re-signed cam Lewis. Now we sit here and do this. We're talking about all these names and someone goes, okay, well come on bills, you know, cam Lewis, but These are the kinds of things they're going to do, Matt. They're going to start signing these guys. Cam Lewis is one of them. We'll get to what they did on special teams as well. They signed a few guys, but you know, the bills, as much as everybody wants them to go out and make signings, trades, whatever, I get it. Retaining their own players is always going to be number one priority for Brandon B. 
Yeah. And they love Cam Lewis as a special teams player. And I know the first thing that people think of with Cam Lewis is the Justin Jefferson catch. And I get it. There's going to be a lot of scar tissue from that moment, but you need to round out your roster with players like this. And they do trust Cam Lewis. Cam Lewis probably should not have been in that position in the first place, but he was. And ultimately that's what happened. He's made some nice plays for them over the years. I don't think it's anything to, you know, really get super excited about, but at the same time, it's not anything to like, you don't just write it off either because there's a reason they're bringing him back. Yeah. I do wonder what happens on the back end. They listed him as a corner. Remember he played safety in that game against yeah. the Vikings, right? So cam is actually listed as a corner. I think Cam Lewis's true value to the Bills is actually he is the backup slot corner to Taron Johnson. If Taron yes. Johnson goes down, Cam Lewis goes in. I mean, that's really what it is. I think they think very highly of him in that role, but circumstances dictated that he had to do some other things. Before we move on to the other moves they made, let's just talk about Jordan Poyer real quick. Do any of the moves today, does any thing that's happened over the last, you know, 24 hours, whatever, move you either way on if the Bills will or will not be able to retain Jordan Poyer? I feel like he has moved on, but at the same time, if he went into today thinking I'm going to go get 13, 14, $15 million from somewhere and that money just isn't out there, maybe the bills kind of sneak their way back into the conversation. And they're like, Hey Jordan, we'd love to have you for a couple more years. If you're interested, we'll give you 10 or 11 because maybe they went in thinking, okay, we're going to keep Tremaine Edmonds. That money's not going to be available. We're going to have to let Poyer walk. I mean, if there's going to be a team out there that gives Poyer big money, he's gone. But if the interest outside the Bills organization isn't as strong, I don't think they've closed the door completely on that. You look like you're, is there another deal that just happened? Mm, no, but I don't know how, I don't know how to phrase this without like saying like, I'm not reporting it's going to happen or anything, but other people have mentioned this. Now I'm also hearing it's possible. The bills and Jamal Williams could be a fit for each other. Okay. That would be really interesting. Like, Wow. So I, I'm, not, I'm not here to tell you that it's, it's going to happen or it's imminent. I don't know that. I would just say, be on the lookout for that possibly happening. Okay. And if that does happen, I really like the person. So I'm trying to, I think he's a fascinating person. So I think that might last year. How could you not? That might sway me a little bit, but I do think that Jamal Williams would be, I got, we need, if that happened, we would need to see what the terms are. I just think, man, that would be a really nice compliment to have with James Cook. And that would end all of the running back in the first round smoke that we've had to talk about for the last couple of months because that would completely change things. So, I mean, if you get Jamal Williams and you have James Cook, you've got your kind of fire and ice. You've got your guy who, when you're inside the five, listen, I know Jamal Williams has never been considered like an elite running back in the NFL, but my goodness, when we saw him up close on Thanksgiving, it looks like he was just running through that Bills defensive line with ease, just getting five yards, six yards, five yards. And they need somebody around the goal line who they can trust. I'm so sick of the Bills on short yardage plays running the quarterback sneak where they motion Gabe Davis behind Josh Allen and shove him because they don't have a running back who they can turn around and just hand it to and get a yard. So that would fix that problem. Okay, so if it happens, I need you to, you know, well, well you'll be busy with the baby and everything. You, you, you're going to be busy. Some, you got to give me some love and say, as Sal Capaccio, as Sal Sports mentioned on the podcast, that this could possibly happen, you know, something like that. I got to give some love. I, I don't know if it's going to, I really don't. The other thing that I'm hearing is 
Cole Beasley, maybe Giants. That could be something that to be on the lookout for. I think that's well, also by by the way out there. I think Paul Leonard in New York reported that, but it's something I heard yesterday on the heels of Beasley tweeting out that, oh, I'm gonna be the oldest receiver in the league. And I'm like, well, you don't have a job right now. So how do you know you're gonna be in the league? Guys love Brian Dable. People yeah. adore Brian Dable. So for Cole, we talked to him at the end of the year and we're like, is it Bills or nothing? And he stopped short of saying that, but I think it would take like a really special opportunity for him to kind of go somewhere else and try and start this all over. So obviously familiarity with Dable, with Joe Shane, with let's see who else is there. Feliciano Feliciano is still Not there. Anymore. Right? I think he's gone now. Yeah. Is he gone now? Okay. But like, you know, there is familiarity with people in the giants organization. Where did Feliciano go? Oh, no, I think he is. Let me see. Is he a free agent? I'm going to look this up right now. And I think he's a free agent now. No, he is not. Okay. He still plays for the giants. I thought they're moving on from him. I could be wrong. There was something there. My apologies. I thought he was a free agent or they were moving on for him from him, but I guess Bobby and Bobby Johnson is still there, right? Is their offensive line coach? Yeah. And obviously you made the right point though. You know, Joe Shane, Brian Dable, you know, a situation he'd be familiar with, but who knows? I mean, maybe the bills are still in the mix and they want to bring him back, but it feels like, and it sounds like, and I've heard uh, that those two parties have been uh, kind of eyeing each other. Okay. Uh, let's talk about what the bills have also done because they did make and sign a few other guys to retain them, which is their philosophy. 